Welcome back into a Friday edition of Sports Call here on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson and Ryan LaVoy. And boy, oh boy, is it a very special Friday. It may be the month of June. And we are so fired up now to be able to chat for the first time this baseball season with our good buddy Kevin McAlpin of the Braves Radio Network. Kevin, I was looking through, and I don't know that you've been on Sports Call here in the Auburn Airwaves that much since the Atlanta Braves won a World Series. We've got plenty of questions for this current 2022 season, but we're reigning World Series champs, Kev. Well, look, I'll say this. Uh, This is probably the missing link. You know, a lot of folks have asked me what has been not there for the Braves this season. Why have they struggled the way they have? Probably because we haven't done our our usual Friday afternoon phone call. So (laughs) it's our fault. It's my fault for ignoring your text last week. Again, I apologize for that, but uh, I'm glad to be back with you guys. And uh, certainly... Lots to talk about with this team. A lot, a lot of good and a lot of not so good through the first 50 plus games. I've, I've experienced the same thing, Kevin. To be truthful with you, a lot of people reaching out to me and they're like, "JJ, are you and Kevin okay? Like, what's going on here?" And I say, "Look, he, he's got big things to do. He's he's doing pre and post game show work on the Braves Radio Network, and, and so excited." Tell me a little bit about that, Kevin. How much fun have you been having? Uh, that this team has been so much fun over the past few seasons, and you're kind of in this new role as a pre and post game show host. Yeah, it's been a blast. You know, I think for the big thing for me, you know, I got to travel with the team for eight years, and that was awesome. It was an unbelievable experience. And then when COVID hit, you know, in 2020, it changed a lot of things we do, uh, you know, media-wise. It changed a lot of things we do in the world, let's be honest. But when it comes to covering a baseball team, you know, 2020 and 2021, most of the time our interviews were on Zoom. And so there was no need to travel. And it also kind of worked out that our buddy Ben Ingram was promoted, and he made it into the booth full-time. So that created this opening to host pre- and post-game, and it's been awesome. I'm home with my daughter all day. Now I'm home with my daughter and my son all day. So I I joke that the easiest part of my day is from about 5.30 till midnight every (laughs) night when I get to go have adult conversation and watch baseball and, and most importantly, talk about baseball, which is what I love the most. But I'm home with the kids all day, which has been a game-changer. Helped coach Max's team again this spring. Uh, Third-place finish out of 22. Very proud of the, uh, the Rowdy Rangers this spring. Uh, but, you know, just spending more time with the family has been awesome. And, you know, hosting pre and post has been great. Uh, in the studio every night with Chris Domino. Love working with him on pregame. And then, uh, of course, talking to, to folks and taking phone calls on the, on the wrap-up show locally here in Atlanta. So, you know, I've told my son, you know, it's hard to explain to a seven-year-old uh, how these last two years have been. You know, it's been a lot of confusion for a lot of folks. Yeah. Uh, but I've told him, you know, the, the last two years have really sucked for a lot of people, but, you know, not for us. We've got a chance to spend a lot more time as a family. I'm not traveling. I'm home. Uh, I did get to go to Game 6 of the World Series. That was incredible. Uh, the after party was awesome. And uh, I'm, I was so fortunate to be blessed with a World Series ring from the Braves, which is, uh, you know, 19 years in Major League Baseball. I finally got one. So uh, I'm not taking that for granted either. So it, it's, been a, it's been a heck of a run. And uh, I'm just I'm happy that it keeps going on here in 2022. No doubt about that. It's been so spectacular. And as you mentioned, for so many years, we've had these Friday conversations. That's why this Friday I'm so glad to be chatting with you here as the Braves are in the middle of a series with the Colorado Rockies. And, and, and the family's expanding for you, Kevin. As you mentioned, it's it's no longer a party of three for the McAlpins. We've got the, the little girl added to the mix as well. I want to ask you this, though, from the baseball perspective, and before we get into the Braves nitty-gritty here, looking at the year that we've got here in 2022, does it feel like from the media aspect of things, from face-to-face conversations, down on the field, like has that been a breath of fresh air, just the full coverage of, of MLB baseball in the year 2022? No doubt about it. You know, I'll be honest with you. I thought for sure when we were, you know, exiled from the clubhouse for the last two years, I thought for sure that when the new CBA rolled around 
this was going to be the new norm. But, you know, and, and it's, it's such a great asset, not only for us selfishly, but for the listeners and the readers and folks who love to follow the team. It's hard to get all those great in-depth stories when you're getting the same audio, right? When all the TV and radio stations and writers are using the same sound bites. It really does take away from the fan experience as well. So uh, selfishly walking in that clubhouse on opening day was a breath of fresh air. And I'll tell you this much. I was on the field on opening day to watch batting practice. And, again, it's, it's something I've done, you know, thousands of times over the years. i got to tell you, it felt a little different. And, you know, seeing guys face-to-face, shaking hands again, you know, talking to the coaches, uh, having that personal interaction with the players has been great. So I'm glad we're back. Uh, it was a long two years, there's no doubt about it. But uh, being back around the guys and, and having that, you know, personal uh, and professional relationship with these guys is huge. So um, not only us, but the listeners, the readers, and the fans of, of all 30 teams will benefit moving forward, you know, getting those – those stories that you wouldn't normally get from just a group uh, Zoom call. So let's get into uh, a couple of roster-specific questions here in just a moment and the way the Braves have been playing. And, of course, again, they've got this three-game series to wrap up with the Rockies. Four total, a big win last night for Atlanta. To talk about the year so far, though, in 2022, you look back at last season, the Braves had that weird trend in July, all-star break time, where they're going win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. And we know the Braves love these funky trends that they get on from time to time, having yet to win three consecutive games, but also yet to lose three in a row. Kind of tell me about sort of the back-and-forth play that we've seen all season long from this Atlanta club. Well, it's been a collective effort. You know, you can't just pinpoint that this one area of the team has let you down. You know, look, early on, it was the bottom third of the lineup. Then you move Dansby down there, and he's starting to swing the bat well. Uh, you add Michael Harris in there. He's been a nice addition. Uh, and then you've got the bullpen. It was, you know, going to be the biggest strength of your team takes a big hit when you lose Luke Jackson and Tyler Matzik. Uh, hopefully Matzik's back in the not-too-distant future. Uh, but again, when you lose pieces like that, yeah, you're going to suffer. And guys are going to be in different positions than you had expected prior to the season. Uh, hitting hitters, uh, Lack of hitting, I should say, with runners in scoring position has been an Achilles heel for this team. So, you know, right through 52, 53 games, wherever we're at, uh, you know, you're a solid C for the season. You're not great. You're not horrible. Um, you're just sort of a middle-of-the-pack team right now, which is why – this stretch is really important. You don't see another team that's currently above 500 until the Giants, and that starts June 19th or 20th, if I'm not mistaken, back here at Truist Park. So, you know, you had the Marlins, you saw the Phillies. Right now you see the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. Um, you come home and you've got a good homestand with uh, the, uh, the Pirates, I believe, and the A's. So uh, you're in a stretch right now where you're playing teams that are sub-500. And a lot of folks asked me, they said, well, this is a great uh, you know, part of the schedule. They can make some hay. And I said, well, unfortunately, you're kind of one of those teams that you're talking about. It's not great and it's not horrible. So it's important for the team to play well the next three weeks. Uh, the Mets are in a tough stretch. They have three more at Dodger Stadium. Then they go to San Diego. Then they go to Anaheim. So this is a tough road trip for the Metropolitans. So if you want to talk about a, a, you know, a, a really big chance for the standings to potentially flip in your favor, over the next seven to ten days, this is your opportunity. It's still early. You've got two-thirds of the season to go, so I'm not worried about the standings or the win-loss record. Um, I trust that this is a better baseball team than we've seen so far this year. But you know what? It's time to get it going. You know, any, any talk of what we did last year or the World Series hangover or any of those narratives, I'm sorry, those are out the window. You're 50-plus games in. You, you can't talk about a World Series hangover anymore. It's time to get up for this season. And, again, hopefully the next three games in Colorado can really help kickstart this offense in the right direction. And Kevin, as we look at some of the individual performances of these Braves, I got to start with Ronald Acuna Jr. Obviously, with 
Freddie Freeman no longer a brave Acuna, the clear franchise player now, and obviously coming off that big injury last year, everyone really curious to see how long it would take him to get back in the swing of things. Through about 20 or 25 games, how would you evaluate his play this year? Well, when he stayed healthy and when he's been on the field, he's been really effective. You know, the Braves have been able to run the bases a lot more. They've been able to be more aggressive and take an extra 90 feet here and there when he's in the lineup. Uh, and again, unfortunately, with these nagging little leg issues, whether it's the quad or the, the ACL or whether it's the groin, whatever it might be, um, it's been hard to keep him on the field more than, you know, three or four games in a row. So, you know, again, fingers crossed that, you know, with the DH, they can continue to keep him in the lineup. That's the big thing. You just need to keep his, his bat in the order. Uh, and, you know, again, hopefully this leg thing will be a, a thing of the past very, very quickly because there, there's just such a different look to that lineup when 13's in there in the top in the top spot in the order. And I've talked to guys who've hit eight and nine, uh, whether it's Dansby and Michael Harris or Travis DeMerritt, whoever it might be, knowing that Ronald's in the on-deck circle, teams pitch differently to the bottom of the order because they don't want to face him with runners on. So, you know, again, I think that when you, when you look at uh, what he's done when he's been on the field, it's been great. I'd like to see a little bit more of it. Again, hopefully not playing on turf anytime soon is a recipe to keep his bat in the order uh, more frequently moving forward. Kevin, when we look at pitching, what has surprised you more, the development of Kyle Wright or the potential uh, and, and that explosive fastball of Spencer Strider? Well, Strider's been, man, he's been such a treat to watch. Um, you know, we knew he had an electric arm, and he comes up last year and had a chance to win a spot on the, uh, the postseason roster. There he was final couple of days of the season, uh, having a chance to win a roster spot. Um, I, I think Kyle Wright, though, has been the story. It's been the big surprise for me. Um, you know, look, this is a guy we always knew the potential was there, but he really struggled to put it all together, and he's done that this season. So, you know, Kyle, to me, you know, taking that next step, using the curveball a lot more effectively has been huge. You know, he was a guy that relied on his heater way too much the last couple of years, and I think he's, he's now learned how to be a pitcher, not just a thrower, if you will. And it's been a big key for his development. So I'm excited about Kyle. I'm excited about Spencer Strider. The one guy on the negative side I'm surprised about is Charlie Morton. Now, I guess I shouldn't be. He's 38 and coming off a broken leg. But, you know, ultimately I expected more out of him. And there's still plenty of time this season for him to give you that. But, you know, what you haven't gotten from Charlie has probably been equally as surprising as what you have gotten from Kyle Wright. And, you know, Kevin, you, you talk about uh, some of these guys that uh, have been maybe surprising one way or the other. Uh, something that the Braves thought they'd be getting uh, in Kenley Jansen is is one of the elite closers in the league. And for the first 10 or 12 outings, it was that. But it's all started with fans on the field, essentially. And ever since, he's kind of hit a rough patch here. What's kind of gone into that for Kenley Jansen? You know, he's just not missing as many bats right now. Uh, and he's got, you know, look, he's, I, I trust the back of the baseball card. He was so good. And closers are going to have stretches where they have a week or two where uh, things just seemingly don't go their way at all. So I'm not overly concerned about Kenley. I know what he can do. He's been really good in the ninth inning. You know, Will Smith has struggled. Uh, so, you know, again, your options are Will Smith or Kenley Jansen. I'll take Kenley. He's been a big game pitcher. I mean, he's gotten so many uh, memorable opportunities with the Dodgers. And so I think right now he's just having a rough patch. But uh, I think he's certainly smart enough to know what he needs to do. And you're right. A couple of really freaky incidents of pens running across the field. And, look, he's not going to make excuses that threw him off his game. But I do think it had a little part of it. So, again, hopefully he's able to get back into his rhythm because, let's be honest, the Braves really need him in the ninth inning this year. And, of course, the other big addition that, that everyone talking about, when Freddie Freeman leaves, that means a big trade was made and, and Matt Olson comes in. And Olson, with, I find, Kevin, to be a very interesting season so far. He's had some power in that he is – 
uh, a doubles machine, but he's not hit the long ball and therefore uh, has kind of struggled at times with runners in scoring position. What, what have you seen out of Matt Olson and, and what have Braves fans been talking about so far with Matt Olson? Well, the, the doubles are great, you know, and the, and the home runs will come. I, I think there's certainly, while he won't admit it, he won't use it as an excuse. There's a lot of pressure when it comes to uh, playing for your hometown team, you know, replacing a guy like Freddie Freeman. That's not easy for anybody to do. And I think, you know, he had a couple of weeks where he was really struggling. And I think he was probably pressing a little bit. And, again, that's natural when you have a guy who's in a new situation like, like he is. But I'm not concerned. I think he'll be just fine. And, again, hopefully some of those doubles start coming with runners on base because, you know, he leads Major League Baseball in doubles, but the RBI numbers aren't there. Again, those things will all even themselves out through a course of a long season. Kevin McAlpin joining us here with the Braves Radio Network on this Friday edition of Sports Call. Braves and Rockies have got three more to close out the weekend here. Let's talk more about this roster for the Braves. You mentioned sort of the outfield pieces. That was a big story for Atlanta a season ago, and they've certainly had their fair share of characters out there in the outfield this season. Michael Harris II makes the big jump from double-A to major leagues. How would you evaluate his first few outings? Yeah, I think he's done a nice job. Defensive, look, he, he's there to catch the ball. I, I need him to play defense. I don't need him as much for his offense. There's plenty of other guys with track records in that lineup that can carry the weight of the offense. So I need him to catch the ball. Done a nice job. And, again, he, you know, his offense is still a work in progress, I think. But, you know, ultimately, that will come with time. And uh, I've, I've been really impressed with his glove. Uh, he, he's made a couple of plays a little more interesting than they probably should have been, but ultimately he, he got those outs, and those were big outs for this team. So I, I like what we've seen, and again, I, I don't need him to do a whole lot offensively. I, I need him to catch the baseball, and that's what he's done so far. Again, we're just having to play catch-up with Kevin here on the show and love his insight and opinions from over the years. So we're just going to keep this going with the roster for Atlanta. Obviously, you look at the middle infield. It's a pair of players that we've seen for some time. They're now World Series champions. We talk about the back of the baseball card. That would certainly highlight that for Ozzie Albies and Dansby Swanson. Both of those guys being such key fixtures in the Braves' offense over the past few seasons. Where are they at here in 2022? Well, Dansby's coming around, you know, very quietly coming around, too. Uh, you know, he got off to a slow start. All we, all we talked about was the strikeout numbers and how he was struggling, but he's really starting to come around, and I, I like what we've seen from his at-bats and his approach. Ozzy's consistent. You know what you're going to get from him on a nightly basis, especially when he's going up against lefties. I love Ozzy right-handed against the lefties. So uh, I, I like what we've seen from both those guys. And, again, when you look at top to bottom, this order needs everybody to really start clicking, and it's been a collective reason why they've gotten off to a slow start. But, I, again, I think the approach from Dansby – has really, really gotten better. So much so he's worked his way up to the, to the second spot in the order, and that has happened very, very quickly. And, and Kevin, watching the, the broadcast last night, uh, they showed a graphic uh, talking about Braves catchers, and, and obviously Travis Darno had a huge night last night, but William Contreras, I mean, this is a guy, I feel it's pretty important because when you trade Shea Langoliers uh, in, in the Matt Olson trade, you kind of have that expectation. Yes, you have Darno for a couple more seasons, but you'd really like it if William Contreras could be uh, a catcher of the future for you at that point. And, well, his his hitting numbers are there. The Braves are trying to get him in the lineup any way possible. I mean, what? how surprising has it been that, that he has played so well and just the Braves catchers overall with, I think, a combined 13 home runs this season? Yeah, remarkable. You know, between Darno and Contreras, you've got a silver slugger uh, catcher. You know, you got 13 homers, you got 37 ribbies. Those guys have done a great job. And, you know, the Braves like Contreras so much, they're trying to keep his bat in the order by DHing. I mean, we didn't expect that when you came into the season. So, uh, again, you want to talk about nice surprises from an offensive side of things? 
definitely what you've gotten from Contreras. And, you know, I think you could see a situation where maybe they do split time a little bit more, where uh, Contreras catches a little bit more frequently just to keep Darno's legs, you know, under it for the, for the second half of the year. You know, he was, uh, you know, a guy that caught every inning, played every single uh, pitch of, of the postseason. But, uh, you know, again, you, you need him to stay fresh over 162. So I do think there's a chance you could see him uh, get a little bit more of a platoon-type situation with William Contreras with just how well he's going. I, at this point, just ride the hot hand. We got three more for Kevin McAlpin here with us on this Friday edition of Sports Call. So, Kevin, we take a look at the Atlanta Braves a few seasons ago. We saw Freddie Freeman go on his MVP run, and you look at the biggest bat in the order for Atlanta. It's been number 27 over there at third with Austin Riley. Just how good has he been this season uh, comparing him to the rest of the players across Major League Baseball? How pivotal is his bat uh, for this Braves team if they want to get back into it? Yeah, I mean, it's huge. This is a guy that should have finished higher than he did in the uh, in the MVP voting a year ago. Uh, he's been great, and he's been terrific. 13 homers now. He, he's got an 11-game hitting streak. I mean, he's doing a little bit of everything for you. So I like what we've seen. I think early on there was probably a little bit of, you know, he, he was got to a slow start, probably pressing a little bit as well. But uh, ultimately, you know, again, you need Austin uh, as much as you need everybody else. And uh, a guy who's on pace to, to once again have a really monster number with the power, uh, with the power stats when all is said and done. Kevin, as we get set for this upcoming weekend, we've got uh, Braves and Rockies again for three more. People have been asking me every weekend we get there, I mean, who are the big bats that we need to be on the lookout for? And I say, well, I always rely on Kevin to make those calls for us. So uh, who are you expecting? Because bats are doing well there in Colorado so far. So who's going to step it up this weekend for Atlanta? Look, I'm just going to stay with the hot hand in Austin Riley. I mean, he, <laughs> look, this is a park that's built for him with the altitude, with the way the ball travels. Um, this is a very good situation for Austin. So I'm looking for him to have a monster weekend, keep this hit streak going, and again, hopefully just help uh, kickstart things right in the heart of the Braves' order. So I'm looking at, again, a, a great opportunity for Austin to, to pad those power stats here over the next few games. And, and uh, you know, fingers crossed that uh, he, he can continue to do that because when he's going well, uh, really the heart of this order, there's so many more RBI opportunities. And he's come through for you. So I'm, I'm going to take the cheap and easy one this week with Austin Riley. And you deserve it. I'll tell our listeners, if, if Riley does anything over the weekend, I'm going to get the big Over. eyeball emoji text from Kevin McAlpin as, as soon as it takes place. That's kind of been our trend over the last few years. All right, it's Braves Radio Network coverage. Tell me a little bit more about the pre- and post-game show. I know you're taking calls from time to time, Kevin, and then the great crew that you guys have there. Give us a big shout-out for that as we get set for the summer. And a lot of people throughout the summer love being on that back deck and listening to Braves baseball. Yeah, no, we've got a great crew. And, uh, you know, Domino and I with the Ford leadoff show every single night. Uh, a little bit later tonight, so make a pot of coffee and hope you stay up late for us. And, again, hopefully we're talking about a highlight sheet that's got 10 or 12 different highlights on there for, for the postgame show. And, then, yeah, we do take calls as well uh, on the local show after the uh, network uh, postgame show wraps up. So, uh, again, hopefully this uh, next four months is a, is a little bit smoother ride than what we had the first two months. Uh, but, uh, again, I still think there's a, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of opportunity for this team. Uh, and, again, I, I look at the standings really all season long. But, uh, you know, really right now what's important is just playing better baseball, playing cleaner, consistent baseball. And I think that's what you're starting to see from this team over the last week or so. Appreciate the time as always, Kevin. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All right, fellas. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. That's our buddy Kevin McAlpin of the Braves Radio Network joining us here on this Friday edition of Sports Call.